Hello, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the SSP Super Soccer Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Etan El Superman Lerma, and I'm just going to rock this out today by myself once again. And like I said, I do this because I love doing this. I'm going to do this by myself because I, I enjoy bringing out the latest new soccer feeds to you guys and hopefully you guys like some of my opinions, like some of the things I'd like to talk about and today we have so much to discuss, so much things has happened, we've seen some crazy things um, this last week, like I said I recorded a little later so that we can get just about everything and as I'm sure you all heard and all know all 32 teams have been decided on who's going to make it to the World Cup so let's just just dive right in. So, like I said, we already now have all 32 teams that are going to compete in the World Cup. So I'm going to name off all the te- all the 32 teams, all 32 countries that made it, and we're going to talk about how each of them made. Not exactly individually how they all make it, but I'll kind of talk about like how they all were able to come in and what's you know the deal with that. Like I said last time, I kind of wanted to bring a little knowledge into maybe some of you guys who don't know how qualifying works and how people are making in the world cup people are like well you know there's so many countries how how come it's only 32 teams so i'm gonna break that down a little bit today kind of just you know a little history lesson here about how how it kind of works how uh, how it comes to be and now that we have all 32 teams now we're just gonna wait till december 1st until they come out with the um the, the drawing and then uh we'll see which teams are in what pot and then you know how the drawing works and then which teams will face off each other coming up here and in the summertime and the drawing will take place december 1st so everybody's getting excited for that i know i'm getting excited for that i'm kind of curious to see who's gonna make it and who's gonna be in the groups and what how the groups are gonna how the groups are gonna be made so i'm excited everything's exciting um world cups just feels like it's just around the corner it feels like we just had it like four like four years ago we had it and now it's back again and it, it's the most amazing game in the in the planet and i'm so excited so the third two teams that made it, you have obviously one is Russia and they're the host nation, so they automatically make it. You got Brazil down from Common Bowl, Iran from the over in Asia, Japan, Mexico, Belgium, uh, South Korea, Saudi Arabia, Germany, England, Spain, Nigeria, Costa Rica, Poland, Egypt, Serbia, Iceland, Portugal, France, Uruguay, Argentina, Colombia, Panama, Senegal, Morocco, uh, Tunsko, uh, Switzerland, Croatia, Sweden, Denmark, Australia, and Peru. So those are all the 32 teams that that um, qualified to this World Cup. So if, if you guys did not hear your um, country, your home country, or the teams you guys would like to represent and like to see, um, they obviously didn't qualify, and we'll kind of break it down to how, how it works. So, like I said, the hosting nation that hosts the World Cup automatically qualifies. I mean, that's it's your given for hosting it. You know, it's you're, you're, you're supposed to, you know. So, obviously, that makes sense. Um, so... We'll go and straight in and dive into how um, the what was it called how Europe gets in. So pretty much the way Europe gets in, it's it's a little harder than probably here in North America. Almost everywhere is kind of harder than here in North America. But uh, over in Europe, it's called the UEFA qualifications, and they're divided in about I believe it's eight groups here. Let me let me find this real quick for you guys. 
Okay, yeah. So, like I said, there's so there's nine groups. It's it's, it's down from A to I, uh, and pretty much how they work things out. So each each team is well, each group has six countries that that are in. Um, you know, so it's labeled from um, group A down to I, and you got six countries. So then uh, all the six countries that are in the group, they play each other twice. You get a home and an away game. Though the goals don't add up at the end of the of the matches is you just have the opportunity to play each team twice. You play a home and an away game. And then after the result of all all what you accumulated, you you get you get placed. So um, when you, and this goes probably worldwide. So when you play a game in FIFA tournaments or FIFA rules or just about almost anywhere, any leagues and stuff like that, when you win, you get three points. Uh, when you draw, you get one. And when you lose, you get zero points. And that's just kind of how it works, you know, and that's kind of how like the, the system works like that. So um, in group A down in in the UEFA qualifying, you had France, Sweden, Netherlands, Bulgaria, Luxembourg, and Belarus. And France obviously won uh, first place on that with 23 points, and then Sweden went off to the to the playoff round. So the first, the head of the group that wins after all all the matches, after all the games are done, um, the the one in first place automatically claims a uh, a ticket to the World Cup, and then the number two um, go on to the playoff round, go go up to, you know, yeah, like a playoff round, an extra an extra opportunity to qualify. You get you know an international playoff. But remember, since there's nine groups, only eight teams go in there. So um, the worst second place won't get that that opportunity of of um, getting a playoff match. So then in Group B, you had Portugal, Switzerland, Hungary, Faroes Island, Libya, and Andorra. And obviously, Portugal qualified their spot. They were they were in first place, and Switzerland went out to an international playoff. Group C had Germany, North Ireland, Czech Republic, Norway, Asbarian, and San Marino. Um, obviously, Germany did really phenomenal there. They won all their games, and they went straight there. And North Ireland went to a playoff match. Group D had Serbia, Republic of Ireland, Wales, Austria, Georgia, and Moldova. And Serbia won the first group. Then Republic of Ireland went out to an international playoff. Uh, Poland, you know, Group E, you had Poland, Denmark, Montenegro, Romania, Armenia, and Kazakhstan. Um, so, yeah, so Poland obviously won. They went to the automatically, and then Denmark went to an international playoff. Uh, group F, you had England, uh, Slovakia, Scotland, Slovenia, Lithuania, and Malta. And England was the head of the group. They advanced Slovakia. Since they were the worst second place, they did not have an international playoff. Uh, group G, you had Spain in first place. They went in. Italy was in second. They went to an international playoff. And you had Albania, Israel, Macedonia, and Lentenstein. Sorry about that. I can't pronounce that. Anyway, so yeah. So they, uh, yeah. So Spain was in the first group of that. Group H, you had Belgium, Greece, Bosnia, Estonia, Cyprus, and Gibraltar. Uh, Belgium won that group really easily. They went straight to the World Cup. While while Greece had an opportunity for a second chance on that playoff, and then Group I, you had Iceland, who made history. Um, they went to straight to the to the World Cup, and then you had Croatia, who finished off right behind them. They went to an international playoff, and they were and then you know they beat Ukraine, Turkey, Finland, and Kosovo. So yeah, so that's kind of how it worked there. And like I said, then you had the international playoffs within them, within themselves, the European playoffs. So then you had eight 
um, eight teams, no, nine teams automatically go in plus an additional four. Uh, nine, so that's like, you know, 13, 13 teams automatic, uh, 13 European teams go in. So, um, yeah, so, so the international playoffs that we just saw this week from, from Europe is when they did the drawings. I, I talked about it last week on my podcast and this podcast. So we had Croatia versus Greece. We saw that. Uh, North Ireland versus Switzerland, Sweden versus Italy, and Denmark versus Ireland. So let's go down and what happened to these games. And obviously we know who made it, so let's break them down real quick. So the first match, we had Greece versus Croatia. They went down, um, I believe it was in Croatia of the first leg. Uh, so when these international playoffs come in, uh, you get a home and an away game. And then the goals accumulate. So if... Croatia and Greece were playing, you know, here here they were, and Croatia's the home-sided um, person, people first. Well, what happened is if Greece were able to make a goal, which they did, but let's say, you know, it was like 1-1, Greece then will go to go play in Greece in their home field next game, but like if they were to draw a 0-0, Greece would advance because of the of the away goal so you guys gotta remember if you're able to score a goal away and not in your home stadium that's an advantage for you you know that actually plays out more so then like if if it was 1-1 I'm the Croatia and Greece we're playing in Croatia and Greece you know we're able to get a goal in and it's 1-1 and the next and then then, and then in the next match let's say uh Greece and Greece um, drew one one as well then it goes into uh it goes into extra time and then penalties because you were able to equal that now let's take uh croatia um let's say croatia lost two to one or i'm sorry greece won like lost two to one but they were able to squeeze in that away goal the next game if they go and then they beat uh croatia at their home stadium one zero because they were able to pick up that away goal, they would qualify to the next round, if that makes sense. So remember, the away goals count. So even though on aggregates you had a 2-2, that away goal from Greece would automatically qualify them. So that's kind of how it works. So just so you guys remember, the away goals are really, really important here. And that will gives you the advantage to go. And the reason why they kind of do that system is because, you know, you, you're playing 90 minutes. You know, if you add extra 30 minutes on that, that's 120 minutes. And then if it's still 0-0, you go to penalties. Like, that's a long time for these players running around. So they just thought it's easier, you know, to break it down, give them the away goal. The away goal just kind of, like, pushes it, makes it harder for the home team. Now in the next game, they're going to have to either score another one. So it kind of balances out the game a little bit. So that's how it is. So you got to remember, like, the away goals are probably, you know, way in more a lot in these in these uh, playoff matches. Um, so anyway, so... Uh, over the course of the two legs, Croatia ended up beating Greece four to one. Um, they played in Croatia first, and they, you know, Croatia beat comfortably Greece four four to one. They went down in the second leg, where they both drew nil nil zero zero. So, and Croatia with the four one aggregates qualified to and earned their spot to the World Cup. Uh, next, you had North Ireland versus Switzerland. Um, the first leg, I believe, was 1-0. Um, yeah, it was 1-0 in favor of Switzerland. And they were playing in North Ireland first. And pretty much what happened is there was, I guess there was a handball. Uh, it, it wasn't a handball. It hit the side of the guy, hit the guy in the back. The referee called a handball. 
and pretty much gave Switzerland the, the win in the first leg. And then the second leg, it was a 0-0 draw, which on aggregates and by goal, by uh, the away goal, Switzerland ended up going to the next round. Well, obviously booking their ticket to the to the World Cup. And it was sad to see that just because like I've, I've talked about it before and I mentioned it here before about how VAR, how important VAR is and why we need that visual assistant referee. Um, and especially in ca- cases like this, I mean, not, I'm not speaking for a lot of countries who didn't make it, who got screwed over for VAR, but VAR, it's something that, you know, that could be used now. And, uh, it's just sad to see how some of these countries and that didn't make it because of the technology that could have saved them from, from this, from earning a spot. So, so that was sad to see, um, the third game, which probably was the saddest one of all where we all were crying out. So, and we'll, I'll probably break down that game a little more. Um, but Sweden versus Italy, um, they played the in Sweden first, where they both drew zero zero. There was a lot of zero zeros in this international pl- uh, playoff weekends week, so it was a little, it wasn't a hundred percent pleasing to the eye. But some games were entertaining, some weren't. The Sweden and Italy definitely was entertaining, just even though it was zero zero, like. You know, Italy was looking for that. And like I give you guys my prediction, like I was hoping or I was, you know, thinking, you know, Sweden was probably going to make it. Italy did not look convincing. And that's what happened. We had a 0-0 in the first leg. And in the second leg, Sweden beat Italy 1-0. And it was sad. It was sad to see that for Italy. You know, you had Gigi Buffon, Bonici, Cellini, De Rossi. You had all these great, phenomenal players that in Italy. And you had, I believe you had three players that won the World Cup in 2006 that were still playing there. So it was it was sad to see that you know and like I said, Italy just won the World Cup like what like ten years ago it wasn't that it wasn't like that long ago, it was back in two thousand six so a little over a little over ten years of you know so yeah it was like twelve years ago and and it just still feels fresh you know I was in I was I was in high school when they won it and you know they looked convincing and it's just sad how over the last you know eight years Italy hasn't really been a top contender and. Though how sad it was, yeah, Italy didn't make it. For me, it's like, well, it, it almost didn't feel like they deserved to be there. I mean, they had the manager, Ventura, who just made poor decisions on bringing out the squad in. And, like, the the team, the players weren't really comfortable with the manager. And they weren't really trusting him. And there, there was a lot of issues down in there. And, and the way he put the starting lineups, I mean, there was just so much heat going back and forth. And, uh, sadly, Italy did not make it, like I said. It, it was sad to see that for Italy, not going to lie, because like I said, like like Gigi Buffon, their goalkeeper, he, he's an amazing guy. I mean, he's been playing, you know, since 2002, I believe, or 1999, I believe he debuted it, and look, we're in 2018, and he's still like Italy's goalkeeper, and it's 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 amazing and how much how much far he's come away from where he's been, and and uh, yeah, so it was it was just really sad to see that, and and but yeah that was Sweden Italy Sweden picked up the victory and were able to go to the next to the book their ticket to the World Cup uh the next one you had Denmark versus Ireland Ireland and Denmark drew nil nil first in Denmark and then they played in Ireland where the Irish scored a goal first and you were thinking okay this is it like Ireland's gonna do this and then Denmark turned it around scoring five goals a hat-trick by uh, Ericsson who plays for Tottenham amazing player he was able to roll around the defenders and he was the player maker he was the difference maker for that team for Denmark and it was really good to see that Denmark team go up you know Ireland sadly for them I was kind of going for them because they are an aggressive team but 
you know, they, they just they don't have that, that kind of superstar in their team anymore. Uh, you know, back you had like Robbie Kane, who was just a phenomenal player, played for Tottenham, and then he came down here in MLS, played for LA Galaxy for, and then he retired last year. But, anyways, he, I mean, you know, Ireland just don't have one of those kind of key players anymore who can be that difference maker and that when he's on the field, he moves things forward. You know, at least some of these teams that made it through, you know, there's some names on, on there um, that that do make a difference and stuff. So, yeah, like I said, it was sad for Ireland, but, I mean, that's just kind of how it went. So the four teams that qualified from there, from that playoff, like I said, was Croatia, Switzerland, Sweden, and Denmark. So congratulations from them making it to the World Cup. It was really amazing to see now that Europe all have all their teams filled up and they were ready to go. Um, let's go down to South America, down in Coleman Bowl is what they call it. And Coleman Bowl, I'm not going to lie, it's probably the most difficult way to qualify. It is extremely hard to get in. I mean, it, everybody struggles there. It, it's And here's the reason why. Like, these are the teams you're playing against. You got Brazil. Uruguay, Argentina, Colombia, Peru, Chile, Paraguay, Ecuador, Bolivia, and Venezuela. I mean, all these teams have key players that play in like the most amazing leagues and best leagues in the world. Like, come on, Brazil, you got Neymar, Casemiro, Marcelo, Uruguay, you got Luis, uh, Luis Suarez, um, uh, Cavani, Marchesin. I mean, you have, uh, I'm sorry, not Marchesin, he's Argentine, um, what's his name, uh, Musleta, <laughs> sorry about that, Argentina's got Marchesin, Messi, Aguero, Colombia got James Rodriguez, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Cuadrado, uh, Falcao, you know, so, I mean, Chile, like, it, like, it's hard, you know, Chile too, you know, you got Vidal, uh, Alexis Sanchez, Bravo, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, like I'm saying, like, common ball is probably the most difficult way to qualify, it really is, it's probably the hardest, each country that plays there, I feel sorry for them, because South America is probably, like, you know, football heavy lovers down there, and only, only four make it, and then the fifth placement goes into an international playoff so over so you got 10 teams down in common bowl and the way they do it obviously you play each 10 all all those all those teams twice you get a home and away game the the aggregates don't count in this one yet um you just try to get a result brazil did phenomenal they were they were the first team to qualify to the world cup besides russia obviously but they were the first one to get in they finished the top of the table with 41 points, which was incredible. They won 12 games, drew five, and only lost one. So that was really, really impressive by Brazil. Uh, and then Uruguay came right behind them with 31 points. Argentina barely made it in by in the with 28 points in third place. And Colombia made it in in fourth place with 27. And then Peru with 26 um, points. And Chile did not make it. They were in sixth place. They were the same points with Peru, but the goal differential gave Peru the opportunity to go down to an international, oh, an intercontinental playoff versus New Zealand. And that's the game we're going to talk about next. Um, yeah, so New Zealand, 
uh, plays for the, I think, was, I, think was, I think they moved down to the Asian side now. Yeah, like I think, you know, they decided to move so they can like get better qualifications to get in. So Peru winning that, you know, for the fifth placement spot went on, went down to uh, New Zealand. They had an away, a home and an away game. They were able to play that intercontinental playoff and it happened the same thing just like in Europe. You know, you got a home and an away game, aggregates count, away goals count, everything counts. So the first game is they played in New Zealand and they both drew nil-nil. I mean, that's just kind of what it was. And then the second game, they played down in Lima in Peru. And Peru was an amazing game. I loved seeing Peru play. And they um, booked their spot beating New Zealand 2-0. to zero. And what an amazing for, for Peru. And, and, and I'll talk about, after I'm done explaining this, I'll, I'll tell you, like, because some people are kind of feeling like, man, this World Cup means nothing now that certain countries didn't make it in. But... I'm going to hear in a little bit after I'm finished telling you all these all these playoff games, like why I think this World Cup's actually going to be one of the greatest ones we've seen yet so far. Anyway, so yeah, so Peru, congratulations to Peru, booking their spot and sealing the deal, getting the job done against New Zealand, and but and they were actually the last team, yeah, because they played last night exactly about almost 24 hours ago. They played and they sealed the deal and they were able to. Uh, booked their spot into the playoff and then what an emotional day for Peru that was really really emotional um so next let's go probably to the where people say and the media calls it the easiest way to qualify is go down to CONCACAF um which is down here in North America for those who don't know uh CONCACAF uh, they do things way different here uh you get I forgot what they call the first set, but you have you get in the first part of the qualifications you get three groups of four, I believe it was, and then the top two of those three groups go to another group, a placement group, which is called the hex, the hex, the hexagonal. So there are six teams, and then within those six teams, obviously, you play everybody twice. You get the good result, the best result goes goes around. There's ten games, I believe, altogether. It is. And, and then so down here on the hex, you had Mexico, Costa Rica, Panama, Honduras, United States, and Trinidad and Tobago. And pretty much what happened was obviously Mexico um, won their six games. They drew three and they only lost one. And that gave them the spot to automatically book their ticket to the World Cup. Costa Rica right behind them with 16 points. And... and uh, Panama with 13 points. What emotional day for Panama that was. Honduras with 13 points. We're in fourth place. United States with 12 points. And they did not make the World Cup. They were eliminated. They did not even make it into the fourth spot, which gave them the intercontinental playoff, which was Honduras. Honduras won that fourth spot due to goal differentials. And they booked the... Uh, an intercontinental playoff which they played against Australia and Australia beat us uh, who was it Syria uh, yeah it's no Syria they beat Syria to get into that intercontinental playoff as well and they were able to go and and play against Honduras so we had Honduras versus Australia 
um, the the first leg was zero zero, and then the second leg, as we saw, um, they were able to win it uh, down in Sydney, Australia. Ended up beating Honduras and giving Australia that opportunity to go and qualify for the World Cup. So congratulations for Australia with that. And like I said, like so for those of you kind of confused, well, well, you know, how come the United States didn't make it? Like I said, the United States couldn't even get into that fourth placement spot that Honduras did, and um, they they didn't make it to the intercontinental playoff. You know, they needed a game, uh, they needed a point um, to beat Trinidad in that last game, and they couldn't. And, you know, in Trinidad, they made it to the World Cup in 2006, so it wasn't like, you know, like, whoa, who's Trinidad or anything like that. You know, they, they've, they've done, they made some noise in the past and stuff, so it was it was good to see that, but... You know, like I said, Trinidad had nothing to play for. They were so they finished with six points. They've only won two games and they lost all their games. They didn't even draw any any games either. So United States literally just had it easy. All they really had to do is go to Trinidad, score a goal, and that's pretty much all you had to do. And Trinidad played with a bunch a little like I don't want to say little kids, but they played with a bunch of youth. You know, because they fired their coach midway through the qualifications, and then decided, hey, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna go like this because I want to get my players ready. I want to get them um, for the next World Cup. I'm not gonna play my veterans. I want to start young kids so that way they can they can start feeling how how these qualifiers work and stuff like that. So that's kind of what we saw there. And like I said, it was sad to see United States not go through. Um, but like I said, they couldn't beat Trinidad. They couldn't draw with Trinidad. They couldn't win against Trinidad and. Sadly, United States did not make it, and Honduras ended up going to that intercontinental playoff. And sadly, they they couldn't even do anything either. And I'm and I, and I feel bad for Honduras too, because like I said last time, like I gave my prediction to Australia to win just because Honduras really haven't shown how much talent they have. You know, they haven't really showed um, a good um, placement matches. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like like this whole hex, you know, the whole qualifying. I think I believe they only scored like four goals. They had negative six goals against them. I mean, they couldn't win their home games. Like I said, hex is probably like the easiest way to qualify. A lot of people say it's the easiest. It's not the hardest. You know, it's meant from at least Mexico and the United States, the best to, you know, in the CONCACAF region to go through. So, it was really sad for Honduras to see that. And like I said, like Honduras couldn't seal the deal in the home games. So it was just really sad to see that. But anyway, so that's that's all down in the hex. And uh, I believe, do we have any more to go through? Yeah, so then, then we have the African um, nations and uh, for their federation. So I believe Senegal, Morocco, and I believe who was it? there was one more that made it in. Who was it? Uh, yeah. So yeah. So there were there were the ones that made it into the World Cup. Yeah. There was three spots living. All was it Senegal? Yeah, Senegal. There it was. Yeah. So they were Senegal and Tunisia and Morocco. There were the two teams, the three teams, the last three teams that qualified into the for the African side. So congratulations for them. They made it in. They booked their spot, and they're now in the World Cup. So. Like I said, a lot of great things we saw this week. A lot of amazing stuff, you know, we saw and with uh, with the uh, with these intercon international games. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna break down some things for you guys. 
and why, like I said, like lately I've been, you know, listening to ESPN, been listening to Fox Sports and just, I don't know, just, just all of it in general, just been listening a lot around, even on Facebook, Twitter, just everywhere, how people are saying, you know, I really don't know who to vote, who, who I'm going to support here in the World Cup, I don't know, like, it feels weird, United States are not in it, Italy's not in it, Chile's not in it, Netherlands are not in it, Wales are not in it, Cameroon, like these, you know, teams that usually make it, so that everybody's like, you know, kind of like, you know, like feel sad about, you know, some of these countries. And like I said, I do feel sad too, but my, my, my give and take on qualifying for a world cup is no one, no country's got a divine right to qualify me or I'm sorry, has a divine right to be there, to be at a competition. You, you have a deserved right, not a divine right. Deserved right is, you know, you go and you play these games and the best, you know, you get a result that's all you need is you need to get a result and if you can't get a result then you can you don't go in you know it's just simple as that and you know like i said it's just really sad to see how you know because italy didn't make it united states didn't make it a lot of people just are like well i don't know what's gonna happen this and that and i'm like look okay it's been a kind of a roller coaster for a lot of these countries like let's look at egypt their last their last appearance in the world cup was in 1990 28 years later, Egypt finally once again make it into the World Cup. So how amazing is that for Egypt? What an amazing story that is. Yeah, you know, after 28 years later, they're able to be back in a World Cup where they can compete and, you know, make their country proud. You have Saudi Arabia. The last time they were in it was in 2006. You know, it was 12 years ago. You know, this wasn't that long ago, but it you know, it was 12 years ago. So, you know, it's been 12 years since these people in their country in that country could see their team, you know, in the in the highest competition of the sport. And then you have uh, you know, Peru. Uh what an emotional night like I said for Peru last night it was. Like the they're they're in the World Cup for the first time in 36 years. The last time Peru appeared in the World Cup was in 1982. I mean, like I wasn't even born, you know, and that was amazing. It's amazing how Peru were able to to conquer those. And like I said, Common Bowl is the hard down South America. It is the hardest way to qualify. You got all those teams like Brazil, Argentina, and then they they booked their spot in the fifth spot so they can get to that intercontinental playoff and play New Zealand. I mean, it was not easy for Peru. It was not easy, and it was amazing to see how Peru, after 36 years, 30 long six years, were able to finally, finally go into the World Cup. And what an emotional night for them it was last night. And then as well for Panama and Ireland, uh, those are their first time competing in a World Cup. First time appearances in 2018. That's their first time going, and that's like amazing. Like Panama, the, when they won, they beat Costa Rica and sealing their deal to get into the World Cup. The next day, the president said, "You know what? Everybody, no one's going to work this day because we qualified. Our team qualified, so Panama made it a national holiday because they made it. They qualified to the World Cup. No one went to work. No one went to school. They all celebrated all day. Like how amazing is that? And Ireland, same with them. They, I'm sorry, not Ireland, Iceland. My bad, guys." Iceland, what amazing for Iceland for the first time ever going to the World Cup. We saw in 2000, what was it, 15 euros or 16? Was it no, 2016? Yeah, 16 euros. Wow, like they they shocked the world. They they you know I I believe they want all of our hearts. You know they they showed why they wanted to be there. They beat they were in a tough group against Croatia. Like they beat they were ahead of Croatia and Croatia had to go to that playoff match. 
And for a country that only has 300 million people, they were able to get into the World Cup. They beat the record. I believe Trinidad had the record of the the smallest population making it into the World Cup. I believe Trinidad's probably like one or two million people. Um, I'm sorry, one or two. Uh, I believe. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Forgot what it was. Anyways, but yeah, uh, Iceland only have. 300 million people Trinidad I believe has like 1 billion or just under a billion people living there so anyway so Iceland I know Iceland just broke the record of you know being the smallest country in the world competing in the highest sport so like I said like yeah maybe your team didn't make it maybe your team was not was not in it um but it was nice it's nice to see here's some stories right here that we see for some of these teams that can go out and i don't know win some of our hearts you know i believe iceland's gonna do uh, amazing and i hope they do amazing because you know what they shows in the euros and that emotional spark that they bring out to everybody was great and hopefully we can see it here in that in that world cup as well so i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be fun to watch and like I said, a lot of these teams are a lot of these teams. It's, it's it's an emotional tournament, and it's great to see these teams come through obstacles and make it into the World Cup. And the World Cup is this is the most amazing game, and seeing the World Cup is is always a joy to watch. And so yeah, so I wanted to break down a few things. Um, uh, ESPN does not have a full coverage of the World Cup, so you'll probably have to watch it through Fox Sports or other other things to watch the World Cup. But um, <laughs> I just read the other day, was it yesterday, I believe, in, in this morning I was hearing about it again, that United States wants to host a tournament with all the other countries that did not make the World Cup and do a mini tournament for these teams. And uh, I believe my uh, someone showed it to me, and then you know they were kind of asking my opinion. So we're like, "What do you think about this?" And I was like, "Wow, this is kind of bonkers." Like <laughs> to be honest, like this is kind of like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, that forget about youth development. Forget about you know this could be good for United States. You know, changing you know the growth of the game for United States or you know countries like the Netherlands. You know, like Italy. You know, like let's get them coming. Like it'll be fun. It'll be a good tournament to host. Like let's do it. Like this, it'll be awesome. And for me, it's like no. You know, like it's easy. The objective is qualify to the World Cup, get a result, and that's what you need. Like, 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 come on. Like, okay, I think out of all the teams that did not make the World Cup, I believe Chile is probably the saddest one just because they were in a golden generation. They had phenomenal players. And like I said, they're in common bold in South America, the hardest way to qualify. I mean, they literally had a battle and they couldn't like, like it's so hard to get in in and in, in common ball and down in South South America. So Chile for me is probably the only excuse I have for them for not making it because it is really, it's really difficult to qualify there. Um, but let's look at the teams that they want to bring in. They want to bring in United. So the United States wants to host at one. That's already a bad idea because like I said, and you guys can tweet me about this and give me your ideas and thoughts, but this is just mine real quick. But for me, it's like, okay, United States, you guys did not beat Trinidad and Tobago in Trinidad. The, the supposedly the hex is the easiest way to qualify. You couldn't even get a draw, a win against Trinidad, and you want to host this thing because you feel sad that you didn't make a tournament. So now you want to make your own tournament and bring in all these players. 
you would have made it if you like would at least draw or would at least score a goal like against Trinidad first. Like, yeah, you did score later on. Like your team's not your the team did not wake up. Everything did not happen. It did not go according to your plan. All these things you just thought because you were you know a better sided on paper against Trinidad that was going to make you win, and it didn't. You couldn't win in 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 the hex in Concacaf. You don't deserve a little mini tournament. So they want to bring in teams like the Netherlands. Okay, let's talk about the Netherlands. They, they, there may be a little justification for them too, but not not that much. Okay, they were the runner-ups in 2010 World Cup. You know they um you know they made it to the finals and Spain ended up beating them with a great goal by Iniesta at extra time. But anyways, so they yeah they were the runner-ups in 2010, 2014 I believe they won third placement. Um, they made it to the semifinals and lost to Argentina in penalties. Um, but then now I look at the Netherlands now and I'm like, okay, where are their key players? And I look and I see Arkin Robin still there and Wesley Snyder still there. And I'm like, okay, where else? Like, you know, back in 2010, that run they had, you know, they had Van Persie, Van Broncos, they had, you know, Wesley Snyder was still in his prime. Arkin was still in his prime. You had all these players that were still able to play like now Netherlands don't have that they don't have those kind of players anymore they still rely on Wesley Snyder and Arkin Robin to do all the work but I mean those guys are gassed out I mean they're running out of miles like on them so they want to book a tournament with these players that don't really have any style anymore and you know no offense to the Dutch or anything like that but like they don't have key players anymore they did not make it to the World Cup not because they weren't talented enough. Well, actually, yeah, that's what it is. They didn't make it up because they weren't talented enough. I mean, aside from Robin and aside from Winsley Snyder, who are phenomenal players for the Dutch, outside of that, they don't they don't really have anybody. So I don't see why bringing them in. Wales, same with them. I mean, Gareth Bale is their only main player in that team, and he gets hurt every single time. He doesn't go to these tournaments because he's always hurt. Real Madrid struggle with him because he's always hurt. Now you want to bring Wales in? Come on, Wales. They finished, you know, third in the group. Like uh, Ireland were in there. They were the ones that won the playoff match. <laughs> they were the ones who finished in second and were able to book their playoff match. Like why Why would Wales have the opportunity to go there? Cameroon, same with them. Down in Africa, yes, they, they won the African Cup, you know, this last year. I get that. Um, and that is sad for them, you know, that they not make it in. But I look at them the same way I look at the Dutch. Where are their key players? They don't have those kind of players anymore. Like, and, and Samuel Eto, like Samuel Eto's out of miles. Like, he's not, you're not going to rely on him all the time anymore. You know, so, I mean, it's sad for that. And then let's go to Italy. They want to invite Italy too. For me, it's like, okay. Yes, I did, I did say how sad it was that Italy did not make it through and Italy did not qualify and how sad it was. But let's look at this. In 2006, Italy won the World Cup. 2010, they did not even make it out of the group stages. They were eliminated before the elimination round started. They couldn't even get out to the knockout round. 2014, the exact same thing happened. They make it to the World Cup in Brazil, and they couldn't even get out of the group. They couldn't even get out of the group. And then now in 2018, obviously, there's something wrong with Italy. There's no development going on, and now they didn't even qualify. So, yeah, like, they didn't qualify. Like, you, the last two World Cups, you did awful. Like, we'll give Sweden the opportunity because, obviously, they, they took advantage of it. And, and they, you know, in the, in the 
out of the out of the two legs, you know, they were able to go and pick up a result that they needed and went through it. And you know, like I don't know what to say here. You know, like having a tournament with play with teams that didn't make it to the World Cup is asinine for me. You know, like like I said, some of these players, like uh, some of these teams, except for like I said, Chile has probably the most justification, just because like I said, it's hard to get in. But come on, look at these teams that are that are missing. They couldn't get the results they needed, easy results that they could have gotten in their own, you know, in their own table, and they couldn't even take advantage of it and get in. So, for me, it's you know, why would you want to host a, a tournament or participate in a tournament where you were almost handedly give it the opportunity to be in those in this world cup and you could even take advantage of it so for me it's no i really hope they don't come up with this tournament and do this tournament because like i said it's asinine it's so dumb like not even because all the youth can get playing time no 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 it's it's nothing to do with that like you know they just want to feel happy for themselves to be in a tournament because everybody's going to this cool tournament obviously the world cup you know and yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. It's idiotic, and we should not have a tournament for people that couldn't qualify and feel sorry for them. So let's give them a tournament. No, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't do that. You know, we'll keep to our tournament. We'll keep to the thirty-two teams who busted their butt off and were able to draw the results that they needed to get in to the World Cup. The World Cup. It's the most amazing thing in the world, and I don't want to see. I don't want to see any other tournament going on before or after imagine like trying to get more games in there like no like it's gonna be hard enough already so so sorry united states you know you're trying to host that i don't believe it's good it's good for for any development in any sort anyway like that you know so anyways so that that was my take on that and you know you guys can tweet me or kind of give me your what your reactions are to that should we have a kind of like a mini tournament before the world cup with some of these teams that didn't make it you know, let me know what you think. You know, I, I'm kind of curious, but, you know, um, so, yeah. So, and like I said, you know, Italy's failure is probably the biggest thing that happened. The Probably the biggest news feed that, that we saw this week. And, you know, it, like I said, it was really sad to see see that from Italy. And um, like I just mentioned, you know, they were, they just won the World Cup in 2006. So, um, yeah, I feel sorry for them, but, you know, there's nothing... There's nothing much they can they can do. Hopefully, they can take this learning experience and twist it because I believe they haven't missed a World Cup since I believe it's like they've they've been in every World Cup for sixty years. I mean, I think it was like nineteen seventy something or fifty something or sixty something. I can't remember like off the top of my head, but you know they've been in every World Cup. So yes, for them it, it is sad. It is sad to see that, and I I feel sorry for Italy. Like I said, uh, my favorite goalkeeper of all time is there, Gigi Buffon. Um, you know, and next to that is Iker Casillas, <laughs> but anyways, like I said, r- sad news for Italy and, uh, but you know, hopefully they, hopefully they take this as a learning experience and go on from this. Maybe stop playing a lot of the older players, even though as much as veterans that they can be, hopefully they can start developing, you know, be- better teams, you know, through Italy. And, you know, when you don't have the key players, key starters that could make a difference and, you know, you guys hired the wrong manager and, and that's kind of why it just happened. So, so sorry. So, you know, we all cry out for Italy. Um, okay. So this is how it's going to happen in the drawings. Um, so there's going to be four pots, you know, which, and then I'll kind of break down kind of how they all are. Um, so for the drawing, it's going to be in December 1st, 2018. Um, 
what day is that land? I think it lands on a Wednesday. Oh no, Friday. It lands on a Friday. So Friday, December first. Everybody tune in, you know, to the to ESPN or I believe no, I think probably Fox will have it. Radio. I don't know. Tune in anywhere. Look at the internet. Look everywhere because they're gonna do the drawing. So, so like I said, there's four pots. Each pot will probably contain eight teams, maybe one. Yeah, there's eight eight teams in each pot. And then they're going to draw, they'll pull one out, and then they'll pull another one, they'll pull another one, so on and so forth. Um, so pot one is, these are the countries that will be in the head of the group. And the pot one is pretty much, they uh, this year they did a little different. I know in most years before, the way they do the drawings is wherever you finished and how you finished determine which pot you, which pot you were going to be on. So, you know, if you were down in CONCACAF and you did amazing, you know, you were in the first one. If you, you know, if you had to go through an international playoff, then, you know, you'll be in the last pot and so on and so forth. And I guess this, um, I guess the numbering of where you place yourself kind of like it's better statistics for you. And, you know, you qualify the next round and so forth and so forth. So the head of the groups of this World Cup, remember, there's going to be... There's eight groups are going to be in the World Cup. You know, eight groups of four. Um, was it? Yeah, eight groups of four. And uh, that's 32, right? Yeah, eight times four. Yeah, yeah, my bad, guys. Sorry. Uh, like I said, this happens every four years. So I'm trying to remember how it all works. So, yeah, eight groups of four. And pretty much what you have, Russia is in the pot one because, like I said, they're they're the hosting nation. So they're going to they're gonna kick off the tournament. And who they play, we don't know. Um, so the pot one is going to have Russia, Germany, Brazil, Portugal, Argentina, Belgium, Poland, and France. So like I said, and then the reason why these teams are here because in FIFA ranking, that's why they, they, they changed that now. So FIFA ranking, if you're in the top 10, you'll be in the pot one. Uh, you know, people are looking over here at Peru and Spain like, well, why aren't they? Yeah, I think they're number eight and I think they're nine and ten. And obviously Russia's already, they're the hosting nation, so they have to be that. So that's why they're down in the second pot. So in the second pot, you have Spain, Peru, Switzerland, England, Colombia, Mexico, Uruguay, and Croatia. Pot three, you have Denmark, Iceland, Costa Rica, Sweden, Tunisia, Egypt, Senegal, and Iran. And pot four, you have Serbia, Nigeria, Australia, Japan, Morocco, uh, Panama, uh, Korea Republic, and Saudi Arabia. So yeah, so those are pretty much the the drawings, uh, uh, the the pots, how it, how it's going to be handled. Um, just a quick how to how to do things. If you're in besides Europe, each continent cannot be like two. Two countries from the same continent cannot be in the same group. So, except for Europe, because there's so many teams and there's so many countries in there. So, uh, like let, let's say Argentina gets you know a pot, and say they're in the second group, they're in Group B because like I said, Russia will automatically be in Group A. So Argentina gets Group B, and then in Pot Two they draw out Colombia. Colombia will not be able to be in that group, so we'll have to switch into the next group over. And they just do it to balance things out. You know, you cannot have two two countries in the same continent in the same group. They're trying to balance it all out so everybody plays everybody around the world. And that's just kind of how it works. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you, like I said, besides Europe, because there's, like I said, there, I believe there's 12 teams in Europe. And so, I mean, that, that's already that's already a lot. So, yeah, so besides Europe, you cannot have two teams in the same group. 
and, and yeah, so and it's gonna happen the same way. So uh, after each group is decided, there's eight eight groups, four teams in each group, and then um, like and it just goes regular. Like I said, you play everybody once. You don't play everybody twice here. You play everybody once, and R- Russia's hosting it. So all the games are gonna be in Russia. You know, there's no home, there's no away game. Everything's in Russia. You go, you you p- play everybody once in your group, so you get. Was it three games? Yeah, so you get three games, and then with those three games, you you get a result. You know, like I said, you win, you get three points. You draw, you get one. You lose, you get zero. And then the best two of the group go on to the next round. And usually, what happens is the first placement of the group will play a second placement from a different group, and then it just goes on like that. And then you go to the round of sixteen, and then after the round sixteen, you go to quarterfinals, semifinals, and then the finals. So that's how the World Cup is going to be placed. That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be like. December first cannot come fast enough because after the you know after the drawing we can get a better idea. Predictions come can come a little more better because right now people ask me, oh, like who do you think is going to win it? Obviously, I'm Mexican na- national um, native. Uh, I was born there. I root for Mexico all, all the time, and I really hope they do amazing. <laughs> so yes, I do pick. Metsco to be one of my contenders, but I mean, I'm not, you know, that's just my fanboy of me. But obviously, my top four, I'll give you guys at least my top four who I think will probably, probably be in the final of the World Cup. So, my top four were one is Spain, two is Brazil, Germany, and France. That's my top four. I think those four will do phenomenal. I think Spain will probably take it this year, if not Brazil. I think those two will probably win the World Cup, to be honest, in my opinion. You know, Germany is stacked. I mean, we know the type of team Germany can be. We Obviously, they won the last World Cup. And France, I mean, doing phenomenal, bringing great youth like Mbappe, Grinsman, um, Lacazette, Lamar. I mean, I mean, France is just looking stacked, really talented, young talent. I mean, it's it's fun to watch. Like, And same with Brazil. Same with Spain. Like, they have so much young talent, and it's just amazing to see that like i said everybody's thinking oh yeah germany let's go germany see them again but for me it's like okay yeah they were the strongest team four years ago but you know don't disregard brazil don't disregard spain like or france i mean france beat germany in the euros and i believe it was in the quarterfinals or semifinals so yeah i mean france we were able to shatter that for germany so so yeah so those are my top four I believe those four will make a difference. Like I do, I, I do hope Metsco go far. Metsco's looking for the quinto partido, the fifth game. You know, trying to get off. You know, Metsco's always been able to get off the group stages, but then get eliminated right in the first round of the knockouts, the knockout stages. So I hope they do good. I mean, like I said, there's so many teams here that can potentially go through. You know, Belgium's really good. They're really stacked. I mean, Portugal, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo, Argentina, uh, you know, you got Messi, Nigeria. I mean, Nigeria is doing phenomenal. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised them go far in this World Cup. I mean, you got, like I said, you got great teams here. I mean, just because maybe your team or your country didn't make it, there's so much here to see and so much... Um teams that are, are going to be participating like i said some of them for the first time in many years and some of them or a couple of them for the first time in their whole in their whole history so like i said so much great things to see um after the drawings i can probably give you guys my prediction a little more deeper how i think this is going to work out for me i hope Mexico plays in a really good group i, I kind of hope they get high contenders as well as contenders were not that we're going to be easy to beat because for me I, I feel like you know 
this a tournament you have to know how to win the tournaments you know like not necessarily you always have to beat the best even though uh, you know you just got to find ways to win nah, that's the way i look at it like tournaments that's just how they are i mean let's look at four years ago argentina made it to the finals and they didn't look the most talented they didn't look like the most you know pleasing of the eye you would say and they made it to the finals you know and not because you know obviously messi i mean mess is amazing um but you know outside of that i mean they couldn't i think they only averaged like four or five goals last world cup so i mean like i said it wasn't really that much so like i said uh, a lot of it comes with talent a lot of it just comes to how you play the game for me i hope mexico gets in a good group where maybe there's like a germany maybe a nigeria and an iceland i don't know i mean that would be sweet that would be a really difficult group but that would be nice to see or maybe see mexico with like poland um heck we'll do nigeria again and like uh i don't know australia maybe like there i could see obviously mexico getting out of that so i don't know so anything can happen like i don't know where mexico would be like i said they're on pot two so we know for sure they will be playing either uh so we know for sure though they will either they were either get russia germany brazil portugal argentina belgium poland or france the teams that will not be in there with them you know we won't see spain in their group peru switzerland england colombia uruguay and croatia and croatia so we won't see them at least in the group you know so i don't know we'll see who else we get um you know from pot three there's denmark i mean denmark's looking stacked you know uh sweden's pretty good tunisia's oh they're decent egypt i, I don't know I, I would kind of avoid egypt a little bit you know they got salah you know he's an amazing player senegal iran so like i said almost anything can happen so i don't know i like i don't want to give my predictions out yet uh what's gonna happen but uh, a lot of good things to to look at forward to a lot of great things to see um so that pretty much does it for today guys i'm really glad you guys stayed with me heard kind of like my my intake on some of these games and kind of break down some of the, uh, the things that are happening and kind of my opinions on why I believe certain teams didn't make it. And I'm glad you guys agree with me. Cool. If not, you know, it's understandable. I mean, you know, soccer's a, it's a great sport that every, it can debate back and forth. You know, was this a penalty? Was on a penalty? No, this team is good. No, this team is good. I mean, uh, it, this, this is why I love the game. This is why it's called a beautiful game. Cause it's so many things can happen. So many things um it's 90 minutes of pure um, um magicalness i guess you could say so everyone can can say what they want everyone can just opinion uh what they want to which is which is pretty cool so like i said i'm really glad you guys follow me i'm really glad you guys listen to me and like i said please interact with me as much as you can so, uh, send me a tweet uh look at me on facebook you know I, I throw a bunch of things on on facebook a lot you know i'll throw some things on there you know don't be afraid to share some of the things you know comment some of the things like you know i, I kind of want to know what everybody thinks you know kind of like just hear your guys' thoughts, your guys' opinions on some of these games coming up. I don't know. Like, let me know who you think is going to go to the World Cup or, I'm sorry, who's probably going to win the World Cup or who's your top four. Let me know. Tweet me. Send me a, uh, find me on Facebook. I'm everywhere. Um, so remember, I'm on Twitter at LSuperman91. On Facebook, I do have a Facebook page. Also, you can find it on LSuperman91 as well or Super Soccer Podcast. Um, you can find that on Facebook. Um, so yeah, so a lot of great things that are happening, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with me every week. And like I said, I'm very sorry that I put this episode out later, but you know, I did say I was gonna, I was going to. I wanted to get all 32 teams in. I wanted to see how everything's gonna work out before I, I did this podcast. So. 
thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Um, and have a great one.